This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in New Zealand. You can email us at contact at aeanz.org. Being the first Friday of the month, we have a speaker and tonight it's Robin. Thank you, Tina. My name's Robin. I'm an addictive eater. Hi. It's one way of getting your heart to race a bit faster, isn't it, when it gets close to the end of the readings. Um, yeah. My first meeting that I came to, I heard hope. I heard that people that were at the meeting were had done what I was doing with food and um, and I had never met anyone else. I read an ad in the paper because it was some time ago, many one days ago, before the modern way of doing things today. And I asked some ladies that I was working with, and they told me it was a religious program. One of them said to me, I think you'll find it's religious. So she said that word that, you know, I wiped straight away because I wasn't having anyone preach beeping God to me. So that went by the by. And a few weeks later, and a few crazy weeks later, in the head and weight-wise, I read it again in the paper, and it was like a neon sign. And um, I wrote away, and I had a lady ring me and tell me some of her story. She shared some of her story, and she told me she was going on holiday. And I said, that's okay. And she said, I'll be back in two weeks. And I said, that'll be fine. And um, she gave me the phone number of another person. And I said, no, it'll be fine. And so it wasn't. By the end of the two weeks, before the end of the two weeks, I was um, trying to ring this lady to you know, find out more. And a lot of it is a bit hazy on it now. But I finally connected with this person. And she came around, and she shared her story with me. And I can't say I remember too much about it. I know I went crazy in my house for the weekend, even though it was happening on Sunday morning, because that's how I was. I was an obsessive cleaner, and everything had to be right. And so she shared her story, and she told me that she would take me to a meeting, um, you know, when it was time. And I, I did. I went to that meeting, and the meeting was a Wednesday night, and it was in Chapel Street. And I went in, and um, Kay was sitting there with, she had the big book in her ha on her lap, and she was chairing the meeting. The steps and everything, just like it is right now, was there. But I didn't see any of those things, and there was quite a few people. My big concern was, what was I going to wear? And I had to sit on a wooden chair, and, you know, it was a bit of a struggle you know, sitting in that chair. But, you know, I've heard um, people share about, you know, their clothes. And, you know, I, it was a black skirt and a pink sweatshirt. I remember that. So anyway, I sat in that meeting and what I heard was hope. I heard that the people before me that were there weren't doing what I was doing. And um, I, I, I didn't think much more else. I just listened. And um, I didn't hear a great deal, I don't believe, today. But I went away and I just felt that there was something different here. 
because I was a constant dieter, because I couldn't stop eating, but it was the madness in my head that actually brought me. It was that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, you know, I sit, I have sat over the years and listened to, you know, people sharing, and I love coming to meetings and I hear such different things. And, you know, the, the big thing at, that came to mind today was, you know, the look for the similarities, not the differences. And I thought, when I think back, there were a lot of differences. Because, you know, people talked about, you know, throwing food out and then eating it again out of the rubbish bin. Or, you know, just some of the crazy things that we do with food. And I could sit there and think, well, no, I didn't do that, so I'm not one of those. And, um, but I never did. I never, because, you know, I thought I hadn't done it. And I hear, hear Tony say it at times, yet. You know, that's what, you know, he was told once. And I thought, yeah. But, you know, when you shove biscuits up your sleeve and you go into your bedroom and eat them so your dog won't want them, is that saying? I don't think so. You know, so there was all, I had my own crazies. And I never threw food out because I ate it. You know, I didn't, I didn't throw things out. And I didn't know what to do when I, um, you know, eventually got onto a food plan and, you know, and I measured everything and I'd have, say, rice left over and I didn't know what to do with it. You know, so my husband at the time, he would get rice pudding made or something because I couldn't throw it out because I usually ate it. So, you know, that was a bit of a new thing to me. But, you know, I came in here and I heard, like I still do today, that, you know, I was born with this. I have a disease of addiction. And, um, and I, I, you know, could relate to that because I knew that there was something wrong, that when I had that first whatever, I wanted more. And it started with drink, cigarettes, coffee, tea. Before I came into the fellowship, I had stopped doing... I had stopped smoking. I had, you know, I blamed coffee and tea because I drank a lot of coffee once and it was black coffee, not like coffee today, you know, it's just, it was just the old Greggs in there. But, you know, I stayed up very late cleaning, um, totally obsessed with cleaning and um, would have my record player going with my other wee obsession, which was Elvis Presley and country music. And that's never gone away. You know, it's got a bit better, but, you know, it's, it's still there. And um, so, you know, it would be eating, um, smoking, you know, drinking, coffee and whatever. You know, so that, that was life. And then I'd get up again in the morning about 6 o'clock and I would sort of start that routine again. You know, I'd get the kids off to school and then I'd have to clean my rooms. Well, they never really got dirty overnight, but to me they did. So... Um, and, you know, it was just, when I, when I look back at what I was like, it was just, you know, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. And I had no idea that any of that had to do with food. And um, I hear in meetings, you know, that um, this disease, it swaps from one thing to the other. And that's how I see it today. The food was the last thing that I could put down. I remember going to bed when I stopped smoking, only because I was forced because um, my ex-husband, he is, um, he could have been exer sooner if I'd killed him when he didn't come home with my cigarettes, but I didn't. Um, so, you know, he forgot to bring me home my cigarettes, and so I stopped smoking. And 
because he wanted to go down and get more and I knew that that was a waste of time. So I just said no and so I did. I stopped smoking and I used to go to bed and I used to say, well I haven't had a cigarette today and I hope I don't have one tomorrow because I really didn't want to smoke because I'd got up to about 25 in a day. And uh, I was talking to someone recently and we were talking about the cost of cigarettes and I said, oh, I remember when my sister and I said, that's it, we're going to stop because they're $2 a packet. <laughs> and, you know, and they were like two and six when I, and when I tried as a kid to go to the, the local shop and buy a packet of cigarettes and she knew that my mother and father didn't smoke. So, you know, it was a quick phone call to mum. Did you know Robin and Elizabeth had been up here trying to buy cigarettes? So we got a wee reprimand for that one. So couldn't do it in the local shop. But, you know, I, I really didn't want to smoke. But, you know, I went to bed and I see that today as just that little prayer that I used to say when I came in here, you know, well, I haven't had to eat today and, you know, I hope I don't tomorrow. So, you know, that's that was the simplicity of my praying. So, you know, when I came in here um, and like I said, I heard hope, but, you know, eventually I heard what was required to do if I wanted to get well. And that's that's what I heard. You know, I heard keep coming back, you know, don't pick up the first one. You know, go to a meeting and, and help someone else. And the helping someone else, I could never ever understand how that was gonna help me. But then I heard through just coming that, you know, I was self-centered to the core and it was all about me. Everything was about me. The world revolved around me. I was gonna live to, well, I you know, to 105, because I couldn't see how you could survive without me. And, um, you know, and I found that, you know, actually the world will go on like it does if, you know, if I'm not there. But, you know, all these things I have learned through coming here. And, um, and, and I have found that, you know, like it says in the book, that there is a solution. And I really like that when I hear it, you know. Um, because I was told to get the big book and you'll find the answers in there. And I know I'm very grateful for that. I read the big book, even though it said alcohol. Um, it didn't, it, that didn't matter to me, you know, because I drank. I drank from a very early age and I loved the effect of the alcohol. And um, so I read the book but I didn't find the answers that I thought, you know, listed one to 20 or whatever. But I read it and for some reason I related to it. So the more I came to the meetings and the more people shared about, you know, like you read out of the big book at a meeting and they would say, you know, page 459 or something like that. Well, I'd go home and I'd read it because what I have learned that I need to hear repetition. I need to hear the same thing over and over again. And I heard how people were getting well in these rooms. And I heard that if I, if I wanted to get well, I needed to put down the food and I needed to believe in a higher power. Now, God is in these steps and up there on the serenity prayer. And like I said, I was very anti-religion. You know, because God was religion to me, and and I had no reason to. I don't know why. It was just my arrogance, and I was a very loud mouth, cussing sort of a person, and um, yeah, and and I said to someone once that I was working with 
that, you know, if you could never find me, if, you ever, if I ever ran away from home, look for me in a church. And she was just, you know, flabbergasted. She said, you've got to be kidding. And I said, no, because I felt a sense of peace in a church. I used to sneak into the church and just see what they do in there when they go to Sunday school. And I always felt that there was some sort of peace and it was quiet. And um, and the only time I ever went to church was a funeral and a wedding, and there wasn't too many of them. And um, so, but there was something there. But I would never admit that to anyone because, you know, I couldn't do that. I was not that type of person. So, um, so coming in here and hearing that, you know, it was a higher pair that would get me well, I didn't question it. I, and I didn't really know what to do, except I just kept coming. And uh, one day, like I've shared, you know, many, many times, I was reading the big book, and, and the big book came with me everywhere. I called it my Bible, and, um, and that was another word that I wouldn't have used because, you know, the Bible meant the church. But I called it my Bible, and I read it, and I was out walking this dog that we had, and I read which I later found out were the promises that, you know, God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And, and I, I said, yes, yes, because I was eating one day and then I wasn't eating the next. And, and I picked up the phone, I'm probably going a bit too far because my head's going a wee bit, was that I asked someone to sponsor me and I rang up and I asked someone if they could help me. I didn't say the word sponsor because I didn't know what that meant. But I asked this lady if she would help me, and um, and that was with the food plan. And I had no problem with the food plan because I'd been a regular Weight Watchers. I went to Weight Watchers for years. You know, it just didn't do me any good. I lasted about a month, and then that then something would happen, and I'll show you. And so I was stuffing myself with food. So um, so I you know I got the sponsor, and um, and. And that was it, you know, I went on a food plan and, yeah, lost my train of thought. But anyway, um, I eventually came to believe in a higher power that I choose to call God today and, and it's a God of my understanding and I don't understand it, but I know today that what I do in my day and what I have in my life is only through coming here because it's nothing to do with me. Because, you know, I love food and, um, you know, I just, I would wake up in the morning and that was always on my mind. And that's what I was sick and tired of. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I knew that once I got up in the morning, that, you know, eventually I was going to make the kids' lunches and I was going to have that wee slither of a slice of cake and then I was going to have another piece and then it would be half a loaf of bread and they would go to school and then I would start. But I would start tomorrow, the diet. Many a diet started on Tuesday because I went to Weight Watchers on Monday night and Friday night was the big weekend. And, you know, today is Friday and it's Good Friday. And I only learned through coming here that what Good Friday meant, you know, because Easter buns were, they weren't quite around in January when I was a kid growing up, but they certainly were out and about early. And I never had any thought of what an Easter bun was meant to represent, what the tradition of Good Friday was. So, of course, Easter buns just meant you eat them. 
you know, and Easter eggs were never eaten on Sunday, they were eaten on every day. And um, so, you know, through coming here and my, my, at my work, having my um, ex-boss here, she's retired, um, she, she taught me what Easter actually meant. And um, so today I went to church and I went to church with her because I do like to go to church at Easter time. And, you know, nobody's told me to do it, but, you know, some time ago I decided that that would be quite good. So I went along to church today and we were there and um, it was a very quiet service and both her and another um, colleague that I worked with were reading. And so it was quite a lot of reading, quite a lot of standing. And, um, but anyway, that was okay. And then it came time to um, do the wee communion. We got, we got told that we weren't allowed to touch Jesus on the cross and we weren't allowed to kiss, you know, you weren't allowed to do that this year because of COVID. So that was all fine. And, um, and it was very good. I, you know, there was a lot of thy will be done's, which I understand today. And uh, so anyway, it was time to go up for the communion. And um, my boss was telling me that I could go up there, but I just had to cross my arms. And she said, did you do that? And, and I just sort of sat there. And then the lady next door to me whispered, she said, they're not that bad up there, you know. And I said, that's all right, she's trying to convert me. <laughs> and, um, and so we laughed. So anyway, I did get up and I was blessed. And she said, you'll be blessed. And I said, yes, so I was. And that was fine. And it was just lovely to do that. And there was many other people that were doing the same, you know. And um, we sat down and then, then Fran yells out, well, you're on the list now. So, <laughs> so um, but, you know, I didn't have a problem today with that. In fact, you know, it's all about understanding what, you know, it all means. And I'm, I'm very, very happy. And I just think, you know, my mind opened to that, you know. It has opened up quite wide to a lot of things today because I was very close-minded when I came here. It was my way or the highway. And, um, you know, and it's how it was with my children, you know. I, I ruled the roost and you jumped high when I spoke at times. And, you know, many, many times I didn't ever want to be like that. I just didn't want to be the way I was when I walked in a room and I could clear it, you know. And it was just the look on my face because, you know, they'd have the curtains pulled in the middle of the afternoon watching television. And I didn't approve of that. You didn't do that, you know, you sat there with the sun and you let the sun in and there was just so many things that I can reflect back on that, you know, I had no idea they were just related to the food, that, you know, that this disease that I have just does that and, you know, my mind, my mind, you know, you live in your head and I have my ways of doing things. But, you know, today it's not like that. Well, I try hard for it not to be. And, um, you know, and I learnt what self-centeredness means. I learnt what it meant to um, go and help someone else because it makes me forget about myself. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody else in the fellowship, you know. It's just a little thing that you can do for someone that can brighten their day. And, um, and it's, you know, it's not about me. And I love coming to meetings and I love hearing people share. And it doesn't matter if you share the same story 50 times, which probably some people have since I've been coming. But, you know, every time I leave a meeting, there's always, you know, that's still that little bit of hope that if I keep coming, it gets better. 
And, you know, my life today is certainly a lot different. And I thought about that when I was putting these shoes on. You know, I used to wear, um, um, you know, hobnail boots and overalls, not fancy ones like Lynette wears, but, you know, <laughs> other boots, and a swanee and a swanee and you know that was my job and I'd drive a tractor and mow the lawns and um, you know and then I backed it into the dump and our dumps down south were full of water and rats and you can imagine when you popped in one of those how excited you were and then you found out when you went to go home and get changed that your children had um, locked the door and they hadn't left the key behind and I couldn't get into my house and I was dripping wet so I climbed in a window Never had to do it since, and they've never left the key out of the hiding place since, neither. But, you know, swannies, when they get really wet, are quite heavy. So, you know, but it was just a freak accident that I did put my foot on the accelerator instead of on the brake when I put it in reverse and I backed the whole tractor into the dump with the trailer and lawn clippings. So, you know, those sort of things happen. And I think today, you know, um, I loved I loved that job. I loved the smell of fresh grass. And I used to go around and, you know, mow lawns. But, you know, my life today is just a little bit different. And I, I get to wear different clothes. And uh, yesterday I went round and I delivered... <sighs> 60, 60 little Easter eggs and Easter buns that, you know, to the, the residents that I work with. And it was just lovely because some of them were so thrilled. And I thought, you know, it's amazing what makes people's day. And I thought, you know, God has given me the ability today, I believe, to be able to do this. But I can only do it if I'm not eating. And I can only do that if I keep doing what's been suggested from the beginning. And that was keep coming to a meeting, don't pick up the first one and help someone else. Very simple. And I've learned that, you know, life can be a lot more simple than what I used to make it. So it's great to be here, Tina, and I'll be quiet now and let someone else share.